They screamed all night and into the morning. God knows how they lasted that long, but they did. I heard them when I woke up in the hospital. I heard them when my mother kissed me at the airport. I heard them when I held my firstborn son. And then we went home, and no one gave a shit. Punisher, Soviet. Written by Garth Ennis. Pencils by Jock and Burroughs. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my gun-toting, PTSD-having, criminal-destroying friend is the one and only Punisher. I hardly know her. Travis Rats here. <laughs> Travis Rats on the ones and twos for comic exposure. Welcome to the podcast where Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels and trades or we explore what's going on in the world of nerdy pop culture goodness on this episode you are here for a comic club comic book club episode wow i can't i can't talk a comic book club episode where travis and i are diving into we are we have decided to read a little a newer punisher we're tactically rolling into this biatch Yes, we are. We're reading some Punisher. We're reading Punisher Soviet, uh, Garth Ennis, and... Returns to Punisher. Yeah, Garth Ennis returns to Punisher. Jason Burroughs on pencils. Guillermo Ortego is the inker. Nolan Woodard is the colorist. And it's lettered by Rob Steen. Uh, And we're diving into this. And this is a return, like you said, a return to Punisher by Garth Ennis. Um... And this is uh, a tale of Punisher, but not quite a tale of Punisher. Yes, yes. And we'll talk about this. So uh, a quick rundown of uh, Punisher Soviet, uh, as I recall this, uh, the broad strokes of it. So Punisher uh, comes across these dead Russian mobsters. But here's the thing, Josh. Punisher didn't kill those. those, He didn't kill those Russian mobsters. But people think he did. Cossacks, Co- yeah, Cossacks, Cossacks or Cossacks, croissants. No, croissants. Uh, he comes a bunch. Of, <laughs> he comes across a bunch of dried up croissants, and he's like, "Whoa, you guys are just gonna throw these out?" And then George from Seinfeld walks in and says, "Top of the muffin to you." Top uh, of the muffin to you. And no, he comes across these dead uh, uh, Russian mobsters, and he didn't kill these guys, Josh. And so, of course, the Punisher can't let this go. He's the Punisher. He's got to figure out what's going on. Who's trading on his name? Who's trading on his style? And so he goes and investigates this mafia family that's run by this very hands-off Russian mobster who used to be really hands-on, but he's now he's changed his style up. Now he he runs from the underground mafia world from a distance through corporations and through right and they're trying to yeah. they're trying to go legit right yeah. the mafia is trying to go legit and it follows punisher meeting this other uh russian 
guy whose name who is, is like Valerie, uh, Valerie Sepanovich. Sepanovich. Va- we'll call him Valerie. Valerie. Yeah. And uh, it is about him then helping Val, if I can call him Val. Yeah, you call him Val. Like punish the the mob bosses, right? So he's mm-hmm. going to end it for him. We end up getting, you know, uh, Punisher has to finish out the, the crime in gruesome, grisly detail, finish up taking care of the bad guys because that's what the Punisher does. And you could really much take that summary we just gave you and insert and a different mafia into it. And it's any Punisher book out there. Just about. But this one is a little more... Let's follow the story of the the these crimes that the Russians did in Afghanistan and sort of like following all this stuff a little. And so we know Garth Ennis likes to write war stories. Yes. He also does war stories. So this allows Garth Ennis to tell a war story and a Punisher story at the same Punisher time. Punisher is the vehicle for Garth Ennis to tell his war story. In fact, that's probably how he even agreed to it because Ennis just likes writing war stories now, yeah. uh, like we've seen with uh, Sarah. And I think like this book is a great intersection of war story Ennis, who, who is so meticulous with his tactical details, and right. dick and fart violence Ennis from Preacher and the Boys. Yes, I will say that, although maybe a little less dick and fart Preacher and Boys, but mm. still like bordering on it. Ultra violent, though a ultra no, ultra violence. violent, yes, ultra violence. <laughs> I got to pull my eyes back and like yeah. make well, me you watch are, it. You're drinking yeah. milk tonight too, which I thought was a weird I, choice. Which is it, yeah, it's very strange. But and I've got my uh, my cod piece on. It just side note: Do you drink milk? Are you a milk drinker, Josh? Uh, like with Oreos. That's it. I don't. I'm not a milk person. I grew, although I grew up in the Midwest, I'm not one of those Midwesterners who has like a glass of milk with dinner. That's that's just weird. It, it, it blows my mind when I walk into the student cafeteria and I still see that they're giving <laughs> students chocolate milk and milk for lunch. Like yeah. who who craves that with like a salty taco? I, it's very strange. I don't know, but it's, someone it needs to the, punish them, Josh. <laughs> it gives them the calcium and uh, nutrients they need, Travis. So. We're talking about war story. We've got this. We've got you know this this Punisher book. I want to talk a little bit just about Punisher before we get yeah. into sort of the the meat and potatoes. Of we've this never story. done a Punisher trade or graphic. We've novel. We've never this. done a trial. You know what? I think the only time we talked about Punisher on this on this episode, we went to Vegas, and on the way back from Vegas, we did an episode where each of us talked about some random book we got in the car we did that in the car and the in the car on the way back from vegas and i believe i i think mine was a punisher one where he's in outer space i have it he has a spacesuit on and he goes to a satellite to like fight drug dealers in a in a space station it's like that lurie song satellite of crime yeah yeah satellite of heroin satellite of crime thank you now it was beautiful i for me i have some old punisher graphic novels i've got you know this my my weird collection of like french style marvel mm-hmm. comics from the 80s i've got a couple of those um but i and i i remember reading punisher as a kid but I, which is beyond me, how that was like a book that my dad was like, yeah, sure. Here yeah, you go. I had some Punishers. 
But I could not, t- I mean, I know the central story of Frank yeah. Castle, right? War hero, depending on how, depending on what version of it is, like he was in the war, comes back, has all these tactical skills, his family's killed, and he's avenging them through murder. Avenge right? me! Like, he's the guy who does, if you're a bad guy, it doesn't matter. He's going to kill you. Yeah. He's not light in his work. And like you, I had some like off, plenty of off issue comics of the Punisher, and Punisher really was a book that you could jump into at any point. Now right. they had some runs uh, with like Punisher Max or Frankencastle, where you know they they're very like specific, and that storyline goes on a little bit further. Yeah. But in general, you jump into like a three or four story arc with the Punisher as he's going on some op or some quest for revenge against mobsters or yeah, when he's it, appearing as a, the, the darkness in like a Spidey book or a daredevil book. Right. But I can't really pinpoint. I, I can't think of any Punisher book that I've read where I'm like, Oh yeah, that was, that was it. Not a lot of famous like heralded Punisher runs as far as I'm, I'm sure people are like, but well, you're forgetting about this one where the Punisher goes up against the entire gang of Sesame Street. Uh, but the uh, street gang. <laughs> they they uh, do. They are a gang of. Furry you, I would like puppets. to see uh, Punisher blow away some of those Muppets, not because I have anything against them, because I think. They're yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah. Just yeah. stuffing everywhere. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this. What do you prefer? Do you prefer like a trench coat Punisher like we get here? Or do you prefer like the white, blue and black Punisher that we get in the 80s? I like 80s Punisher because it looks silly. I like 80s Punisher because it looks silly and it's very much like no one's going to go out and do that. I think when I I think and and when Punisher looks too much like a SWAT team member then i go like eh, it's not as fun it's it's less comic booky and more real and that's not fun right right that, well that's where i go like that's where it starts to feel gross okay. when he's not silly when he's not silly it starts to, when he doesn't look silly it starts to feel gross so before we start talking about the ins and outs book you i feel like there's a good segue to what we have to talk about is yeah. the appropriation of punisher iconography of certain groups uh, particularly maybe of, like of extreme, extreme, like <laughs> typically right wing groups um, uh, or militia type guys who yeah. are very much that tactical Punisher mindset. Yeah. You know, that falls into not the big white boots Punisher. Look, I they might be way cooler. I might think they're way cooler if they wore yeah. the big white boots. Yeah. Big white boots are not made for curb stomping. They are made for avenging. Right. And avenging justice. And justice. Um, I, this is one of those things where like, as a comic book person, those are the things you see everywhere. And you just go like that person probably doesn't really like comic books, right? Like you see a spawn logo Mm -hmm. here. The here's are ubiquitous with people. I probably don't want to talk to about comic books. They have a a look and these are books that I read as a kid. I feel like me. I know. I know two. Aside the film Punisher, I know two that you're going to say, and I'm going to write them. I'm going to write them on a piece of paper. (laughs) Write on a piece of paper right now. Yeah. We grew like it. I feel like I grew up in the same era as these people, but my comic book experience is so different from theirs. If you have a Spawn logo, a Punisher logo, or a Venom 
(laughs) (laughs) And it's on the sticky note. If you have a Venom thing, you and I probably don't have the same like thought process on comic books. And like we, I assume we read them at the same time in the nineties. And I don't know why you started that, why this person started listening to coal chamber and that's the direction they went like corn. I, yeah, they listened to too much corn, yeah. something. And look, hey, those corn guys would probably not like that I just said that yeah. because they're probably like, no, they don't like it either. But something happened where that iconography has been latched onto by people and has been taken into this thing where, like, I'm the Punisher. I'm it's a, a form badass. of bass badassery. Yes, badassery. Same with the spawn, same with the venom. There's this right. anti hero way of looking at themselves that allows them to make choices that are morally gray or just a complete opposite side. It allows them to live in what a world they think is morally gray um, and identifying where themselves. They're just, where they're just yeah. being a dick. Yeah. They're just being a dick, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's that thing, like, it lets, it, there's this thought process, like, it lets me off the hook because the Punisher is this way, right? Well, and what sucks about it is the Punisher logo is dope. It's a do- right. it's dope, but like it's not dope anymore to me. Uh, uh, right. As a kid, when no one was like, no one like other than like us were reading comics, right. it was like, well, at least I got that Punisher logo. Like I'm not gonna wear like a like a Spidey pin, but maybe I'll wear a Punisher pin and still get made fun of. Was it the Punisher, you dork? But now it's like, right. is, is it the Punisher? Oh man, cool. Uh, you like trucks? <laughs> right. Like I just I just feel like. It's been co-opted in a way that it just it like I was like, oh, I don't know that I like I wanted to read it because I, I, you know, I wanted to take see Garth Ennis's take on it. Um, I like Garth Ennis's war stories. But here's the thing. The Punisher isn't out like killing anybody in the street, right? Like he goes after actual bad guys who are doing actual bad things. I don't think the Punisher would mistake his taser for his handgun. Just I'm just gonna I'm like maybe that's the most political that we've gotten yeah, on the show. So. I think so. <laughs> First of all, I don't think Punisher carries a taser. <laughs> but, but like my point is like he's taking like the Punisher is there. He deals with like mobsters and like drug rings and like cocaine and stuff like that. And to equate your traffic stop to the Punisher is ridiculous. Well, it did, and so for me, this is the first time that I've sat down and read like a run of Punisher and I don't know how long, maybe since Punisher, right. Punisher Max. And that I, I that stuff was not, what we just talked about was not in the forefront of my mind. But it was impossible not to read this book this year without thinking that. And it did cloud, I, I did cringe at quite a few moments in this book when they started talking the philosophy of the Punisher and dialogue and revenge, uh, yeah. especially with the character of Valerie, who is even like a more extreme Punisher, you might say. Why don't yeah. They... yeah. But I, I don't, uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll discover it along the way. Maybe we'll discover maybe, it along the way in this conversation. Maybe. I, but I, that was, I, I agree with you. It was one of those things where I was like, I, like, I think that we've taken the Punisher who is like this caricature of Judge. We talked of the same thing happened when we talked about Judge Dredd, right? Like Judge Dredd is this caricature of like 
like judge, jury, and executioner all in one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what the Punisher is. But the Punisher is dealing with like extreme villains. So right. it's hard for me to like equate. And he's also not sanctioned by the authority of that society like Dredd is. Right, right. He's just, um, he's just, a, he's just upholding. <clears throat> uh, I am the law. I'm just upholding the law. And uh, I'm the law. I will punish you. <laughs> I am the law. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm the law. <laughs> but I'm the law. <laughs> but uh, okay. But I'm the law. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. All right. So, so what, I, I, the parts that I really, the parts of this story that I really enjoyed, I did like his journey into like this war story and really going into what happened um, in Afghanistan and really sort of like playing in that war story yes, world, right? Yes, really cool. That Afga- and which takes up maybe a good one fourth of the book is uh, and almost entire complete issues where the the punisher is only frames the story and uh uh right and, like he's being told the story yeah <laughs> like i think all it's almost all of issue three is an entire story and it just gets intersected every once in a while with with uh the russian guy telling um telling the punisher about it and this horrible scene that he has to see. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. So and brutal. It is, that, that is very much, that reminds me more of like the, the, the boys when you see those armless and legless pictures yeah, there. Or it's the, done with the, more purpose than, than the boys or preacher. It's not, it's not played for comedy. It's played as like body horror to, to show you how traumatized this guy is and why he's, t- yeah. he's taken his extreme view of it. Right. Uh, but at like, I thought that I was like, okay, well, here's a cool sort of way to intersect what's going on to kind of see all of this. Um, and I, I kind of dug that, that part of the story. I, I got into that. Um, there's just a ton of like interesting pieces of this. I was a little, I will tell you the part that I didn't really, and I thought the mob part was a little it didn't seem as important. And I guess like you said it at the beginning of the episode, you can just insert any other mob and, and, you know, ethnic group with that mob. And there's your Punisher villain. Right. Um, Well, what's interesting with this character of Valerie who comes in and basically is like a Punisher clone. Like he, he has the same taxes as Punisher. They have this great scene where they meet up and they just take dudes out. Like they're not, they're just, there's no like, a wound shot. It's all like, hey, do you want to go at this? And there's this great dialogue between him where he knows that Valerie is good because the way he fires gun bursts and he compares that to the way someone who's not been in combat might fire. Uh, right. Um, and then by the end, you get a sense that Valerie is one of the few people that the Punisher would trust in combat, which I like that story of Valerie and, and, and the cloning of that, Val. However, yeah. that is what rubs me wrong because it's like, oh, here's someone who has watched The Punisher and is taking that same route. It's and it's it, okay, right? And, it's okay. and that's the part. And that's the part where I go like, but it shouldn't be okay, right? Like, yeah. the Punisher should go like the Punisher should go after him and be like, you don't get to do what I get to do, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like the Punisher has this sort of moral superiority that he feels, or like a moral superiority, where like only he's the one who can do this. Right. But it, it, it is an odd. 
that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In this book, that's not the case, right? And maybe maybe I just haven't read enough Punisher. Maybe this has happened several times, and he teams up with people to punish people in tandem. But it it seems like he's like at the end when Valerie dies, a gruesome sort of death, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm going to finish what he started. And then it just gets more brutal. Like it yeah. just, it is, it's an incredibly it, violent this is, story. This is one of the more, aside from like Punisher Max, this isn't your 80s and early 90s Marvel on the rack Punisher, it's so much more brutal than that. Uh, yeah. He, there is no sense of forgiveness or mercy within the Punisher whatsoever. He right. murders at a at a whim. Now, bad guys, he's not mowing down civilians in this. But I also get a sense that he wouldn't overthink the loss of civilians if they got in the way. Um, like right. at one point, they think they might be cops coming in. It's it's. It's it's very brutal. It's very extreme Punisher. Uh, but, okay, we, we, we'll probably get back into talking about Valerie. But as far as... Well, let me ask you this, Josh. How old is yeah. this Punisher? Well, it looks like he fought in, in... Vietnam. Did it say Vietnam? It said Vietnam. Uh, then he's very old. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was... Uh, I thought he was in Afghanistan or in Iraq. Like the early, maybe, maybe it is. It, did it say Vietnam? He then said Vietnam. Because then I, then I started looking for cell phones and technology. I'm like, well, maybe this doesn't take place in modern day. Maybe it's like the 90s, you know? Yeah. But no, it seems to be taking place in modern day. And he seems to be, I mean, he's, he's, he's drawn to be a little bit older, but he's not like gray headed. He's got no. some more wrinkles on his face. That's for sure. But. I don't know, man. He should be way older because my dad wasn't in Vietnam and he's like, he would have been, you know, 70 something, you know, (laughs) this year. So I got to feel like, were there, I didn't see, are there cell phones in this? Uh, Maybe there isn't. So it's after Afghanistan, obviously. I'm in all the flashback stuff right now. I don't think, I don't think there are cell phones in it. So Afghanistan would have been the 80s for... Uh, when the Russians were there, right? Yeah, this um, this could be. You're right. This could be. This, this could be a very '90s story. Other than the uh, artillery, yeah, you're right. There isn't a lot of giveaway technology in here that would suggest that it has to happen during modern day. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that it was. Pr- it feels like it. it could oh, be there's pretty... a cell phone. I see a cell phone. There, there it is. Oh, yep. I don't know. I guess like, well, that's the thing with Marvel, man. Like time. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Marvel. Yeah. 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 But at Um, some point are, is Marvel going to update the Punisher's backstory? I think that, I think they do normally, they do normally like bring the war up more. Like the Netflix, the Netflix show. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, He was, he was, you know, in, in, um, in Afghanistan and Iraq, right? Like that's, that's where he was a merchant Marine like that's that's the part where you i think that's the piece where you update it right luckily this is the united states and we're in a war every couple of years so you you know every 20 years or so you get a pretty big one that you can you can you can write your character into right yeah so i mean i I would be okay if this took place earlier you know like it 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 would it wouldn't have it would have been like a nice like one shot to it and uh soviet union um 
uh, chairs are very uncomfortable, uh, so we call them punished chairs. <laughs> that is the worst joke ever. In, oh, let's God. See, uh, in America, comics, you have Stanley. In uh, Soviet, we have Trotsky. It's so bad. Oh man! So, like, about one more. In in America, you have a freedom of speech, which creates exciting comics like Superman. In Soviet Union, we have Super Bland. Nope, I lost it. No, it <laughs> I never good. had it, but I lost was, it. Was never good. That was yeah. not good. Not good. I, I think... Not gonna do it. I got a, I got a Punisher I got a Punisher question for you. Does it ma- does Punisher does Punisher's backstory I I don't think it matters. No, absolutely not. I he, think it's one of those things where he's a cipher for he's whatever. A he's a wraith. He's a yeah. vengeful spirit uh, that's just in human form. I Travis, I think you just wrote your uh and you just wrote your your treatment for Punisher. I'm right? going to combine like, the Punisher with the 1980s movies, The Wraith, starring Charlie Sheen. <laughs> be perfect. It'll be perfect. Uh, for me, I think like I don't know that. I again, I I don't think that it matters all that much. Um, what his, what the backstory is, um, because you just plop him down in something like this. We didn't learn his real his really his backstory in this. We didn't get like the all of that piece of it. We just get like okay, he goes after bad guys it's what he does um and here's someone he's helping go after bad guys because this person experienced a similar thing to him i do like in this book how the punisher is very focused he's not the anti-hero drunken smoking cowboy lush uh that sometimes these heroes take uh, the the form of like in fact when the uh, Val's drinking beer at one point you could see I, I'm like is he oh Punisher's drinking water now eventually he gets him drunk so they can c- commune together but you get a sense that the Punisher lives solely to avenge to punish to punish right and he's built himself up like this perfect soldier to do that and it's not a Jonah Hex type right and he's not gonna let anything get in his way there's there's no woman who's gonna get in the way there's no like there's no little kid that's gonna get in the way right he's essentially like nothing else right and i think that that's that's a weird so that makes him less human right so i think one of the things if we talk about like that punisher the punisher tv show you humanize this guy by having him have all these flashbacks all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or having him somehow connect, like in the TV show, with another kid. Yeah. Like with someone else's kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you got to go, oh, he's human. I really like that too. I do, but I also kind of like the machine. Mm-hmm. I like the Punisher mm. as machine, the Terminator Punisher. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. That's good. Because analogy. then, because then you're, it's hard for us. To go like I am like the Punisher, I understand. I am Punisher. Punisher. I am Punisher. I (laughs) am Punisher. We can't do that if you make him the Terminator, right? Right. If you make him less human, maybe it's harder to tell a compelling story. But I think it's I think the like 
I like this idea of like focused. This is what I do. This is who I am. This is, you know, like I have no attachments. And uh, Valerie in this seems, even though he is very punch alike, he seems to be more attached to the memory he is avenging than the quest for vengeance. Uh, right. It seems more personal to him. And at this point in the Punisher's career, he's beyond all that. Like, you don't see it as revenge for his wife and kids. You see it, like you said, the machine. I've done this yeah. for so long, it is now my programming. This whereas, is what I do. Whereas Valerie makes even more absurd decisions because he's working off more of a passion than the Punisher is. Right, and I, I think the dispassionate... It's weird to say that, but I think the dispassionate, like terminator version of punisher i like that better because you're not trying to like you're not trying to get me to like him you're not can, trying to humanize it can you do because like a four issue arc though without any kind of character that has a sense of uh conflict because the punisher isn't conflicted in this no but i think that's why you throw someone else in yeah. to feel the conflict for him but his attachment isn't necessarily to I mean, it is a little bit because, you know, he's like, I'm going to finish what you did. He like, drinks the vodka or whatever. But um, in reality, it's just one more mission for the Punisher. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to finish what he started. He's a good guy. I'm going to do it. Right. But it isn't like I'm doing it still because I want revenge for X, Y and Z. It, I, so let's let's talk. Here's what I want to know, Travis. Why we? Why no white boots? Why no white boots? Well, I think too much. Uh, let me too get, much blood. Too hard. Too, hard too to get the blood, blood out. Hard to get the blood out. I will say that uh, when it comes to the Punisher stories I have read, I do like a Punisher in the Jungle. Is probably my favorite Punisher. Oh, that's a good Punisher. Kind of like a Predator, where he has multiple gun belts, and you know it's his tropical setting. This was a happy medium for me. I got to see him in the city. Uh, at a bar, like shooting it up. But then at the end, I do like that mountain, the mountain, yeah. uh, traversing the mountain trails. And uh, I, I like a Punisher who has to like, there's a quest involved, right? Yes. That he has to get through something to go somewhere. That's kind of the interesting part of it. Like, how do you, how is he using those skills as a soldier to do, to do these things, right? If Netflix had a bigger budget and they could take they could have taken the Punisher out of that New York City set they were using uh, a little bit more, I think I would have liked that. In fact, there were a couple episodes where they did go into the woods and there was like a, like a yeah. cool gun battle in the woods. And that to me, I was like, yeah, I like the Punisher. I like a wild Punisher. Some people, like Punisher some people like farm salmon. I like a wild salmon. I like, a like wild, a wild. I like a wild salmon. I like a wild, wild, wild Punisher. <laughs> well, that's that's more your line with that mustache. I like I'm a wild. Mustache. I like a wild salmon. Uh, Part, but, pardon me, so, ma'am. Do you have a wild salmon? A wild Punisher. Uh, but, uh, I, I want to ask you a question here. How yeah, do you feel about this yeah. female character in here? Pretty absent of female characters, except for this this one a woman who is married to the uh, crime boss, but she's very much knew what she was doing. She orchestrated her her whole involvement to get to a position in life where she was married to a man of power and is doing everything she can to keep this man from killing her, which he's done with her, his last wives. And he's also, she's also trying to legitimize him so that she won't get in trouble, right? Like the yeah. money keeps flowing and he's not going to get caught. Nothing's going to happen to him. I thought it was a pretty empty character. Like I, it felt very much like, 
oh, we got to have something that's that's sort of orchestrating this. And it didn't I didn't get a whole lot of connection as to why. And then she literally disappears. So I'm I, like part of me goes like, well, that's a weird <laughs> thing to write into. Yeah, this she then. jumps why? off a cliff for a second like, there. I had, to, I had to reread it because I'm like, wait, did the Punisher throw her off the cliff or did because she's like, you're going to kill me. Right. And like he doesn't yeah. say no. And then the, an issue ends with like her, him looking around and she's not there. And then you get a sense. Oh, she jumped off the cliff. Yeah, like she she took care of it because she knew she's like, well, I'm going to die anyways, right? Like, this isn't going right. Exposition I... given. Now it's time for me to exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's what it felt like. It felt a little like, well, I'm going to lay out all the things I did and then we'll remove that chess piece from the table. We don't need it anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it felt like, she felt like a talking head. Mm-hmm. And it was more tell me than show me. And I guess like you have to do a little bit of that when you're doing a six issue miniseries mm-hmm. or five, however many five, uh, five issue miniseries, you have to do some of that. You have to like give the set piece um, to compare. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but we're on, I think the last episode of Falcon and winter soldiers coming out. Mm-hmm. There are some scenes where it's a little bit of exposition dump mm-hmm. because you're doing this long form story, but only in six episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to do an exposition dump every once in a while. And we see it in film like, oh, I'm here. Hey, did you know blah, 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 blah. Did you know that Mandapore is actually like the capital of crime? There's two parts to it. There's a a high town and low town. Yeah. Oh, see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Explaining this environment. (laughs) So I like that's that's the. That's what she felt like. Um, Okay, what you do to me? I will never talk. I will never. Okay, I'll talk. I'll okay. talk to you. But I Here's, do like during the exposition dump, they're like, why are we listening to her? Like they almost call it out. They're like, right. She's taking all this time. She knows what she's doing. Why do we keep listening to her? Right. She's, she's waiting. She's waiting for something to happen. It right? is kind like of a wink at us. that character's like role in the story. I think that, and Ennis is a, is a veteran enough storyteller to know what that character is serving and kind of winking at it in that moment. I think. Right. Right. I, th- I think so. But so let's, let's overall, how well, do you, I mean, let me ask one more specific before we get to overall yeah. art. Um, so we know how Val meets his fate in the end. Do yeah. you think a character like that, did you feel compelled enough by that character to see him maybe wanting to survive the story to be a, 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 a tool that future writers could use all a kind of like a U.S. agent for uh, a Captain America, a, a different. Uh, I think that you I think that I mean, if we look in in the world, I think that you can you could create many um, copycats of, of Punisher. Mm hmm. I think that that's an easy thing to write into your story is like someone thinks they're the Punisher. I mean, they do that with, with Batman, Batman all the time, all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So you could you could do that. I think that's even easier with Punisher, right? Um, what I so um, what I think would be interesting is if someone wrote Punisher but took on this idea of everybody co opting Punisher, right? So you create the Punisher has to deal with all of these people who are now like. I'm going to stop blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And so they, they spray paint like the warriors. The, yeah. Like they spray paint. The Punishers come out and punish. <laughs> and so they, they like, I, that would be, an I bet they've done that. Line. I bet they've done that. I, I, maybe they have. If I feel, not, I Marvel, feel like, call me. like 
Batman's done it. We even saw in that Batman Nolan movie, right? The beginning of it. Right. There's all those knockoff Batmans. It's it's a it's a oh, we also saw in the Dark Knight Returns with the jo- yeah. the Joker boy, stuff like that. But maybe not with the Punisher. Uh if not, it's it's very ripe and very topical. Um Well, it reminds me of so like like when we see everybody taking on the Rorschach iconography in mm, that's uh, another good in the- in the HBO think. series, right? Yeah. Like you take you take that on and like, oh, we all have Rorschach masks because the world is a breathing maggot and yeah. it smells of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they call the the proud roars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh it's the city reeks of piss, right? Yeah. <laughs> the gutters. Cockroaches. The gutter. We're all the cockroaches. We just don't got a big enough boot to stamp these damn things to death. I'm, I'm Rorschach. Uh, I'm Rorschach. <laughs> Adrian. Um, so I, I let's let's yeah. I I didn't love the lady character. I don't think that there's a reason to keep this guy around. Um, I think I think it would have been interesting for Punisher to finish it with him and then Punisher to kill him. Yeah. And go like, look, dude, this isn't okay. like you can't do what I do. I get to do what I do. Right. Well, and there was, I, yeah, it could have been a bad ending. And I could have been like, why would he do that? Yeah. But, Let him do his thing. Well, there's that whole that whole sense of that Valerie character is he was wronged by being part of a system. You know, he's Russian and they, and they go into Afghanistan and yeah. uh, systems beyond his control purposely put his platoon into harm's way right right which is a common story we see especially like in 80s cinema i feel like um yes where these these systems of power uh you know manipulate the the and there's always there's always some senator some corrupt senator involved yeah yeah this guy really gets it the senator in this i let's talk about (laughs) let's talk i wanted to kind of talk about overall what did you think of the tone when it came to the violence in this, how did that hit you? What did you think about it? I mean, we know Punisher is a violent character, but how did you take the level of violence in this book? Uh, I, it was really interesting uh, and a good question because, you know, I, Ennis violence is like, that's like my non de plume. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is, it, it's what I, I love and I know it's very polarizing and, and the older I get, the less in love with it I am. Uh, like I just reread, uh, uh, well, I had never read the whole thing, but I finished all his run on the boys and that okay. gets ex- even more so than preacher graphic, absurd violence. But when I see it in a more grounded story like this and it's used more sparingly, uh, I find it is almost more, her- I've seen Ennis stories with worse panels than what we've seen here. And these right. are horrible panels. Some of these panels, people getting skinned and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. And here, I think he's using violence to a better effect because it does disturb me. It is shocking. I do want to stare at it, but I also want to move to the next page quickly to get away from it. And I think that yeah. is, I think that's what he's going for. It's like, oh, wow, what a grotesque image. I kind of want to examine it more, but I also don't want to sit in it too long right like i i think that you're right i think that it is when it's graphic it's very graphic but it is not all over every issue right yeah there is like 
maybe two panels and then there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. And then you get like a gruesome panel and then like you have a while between all those things. Um, but when it is violent, it is violent. Um, I, there's lots of headshots. There is, like you said, people getting skinned, all of this stuff in here. Um, I didn't find it. I mean, it's gratuitous, but it's, I didn't find it too gratuitous. It fit fit the story that was being told with the character that we're telling it into it. In fact, if you were to get a Punisher story that was maybe bubblegum at this point, you might be like, come on, Punisher, like, like crack open that crack open the can, brother. Right. Uh, I, 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 I agree with you, though. It's used in a way where it is shocking purposefully and because it's grounded because it, you, you'd said it earlier. It's not used for comedic effect. Right. Like sometimes in in when you look back at Preacher, like some of that ultra violence is in, yeah. is for yeah. comedy. Yeah. Like, right? he's you know, sticking his wee wee into like a meat doll, you know, right. Like, but that's not what this is. This is like a different, this is, this is like different violence. Can you think of a, um, a, a better writer more suited to write the Punisher? Like if the Punisher isn't working with Ennis writing the Punisher, I feel like it's right. time to retire the character. I right, don't know right. anyone else. Cause I don't know how many takes you can do on the Punisher. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. I mean, like the Punisher story is the Punisher story, right? I think that's why, and maybe that's why, like in my head, I like the Terminator Punisher because there's no reason to have any He's other one dimensional tool. He's like, hey, yeah, if you're in the Marvel universe and you want to tell this kind of story, you use the Punisher, right? Because I I don't know what else you do with him, right? Like you can't. I don't think you could humanize him. You, he can't get remarried. He can't do. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things that are. Like you can't make him too good of a guy. You can't make him too bad of a guy, right? You have to like really yeah. just go, this is him and uh, this is him and this is what he does. And how, what can you do with that? That isn't, you know, and I think Ennis does a good job here by going, I'm going to use the Punisher, but I want to tell you this story involving another character. Do you think the Punisher could exist in the DC universe? He comes out of the Marvel universe, so we associate Punisher with Marvel, but he's very unlike the Marvel, other Marvel characters that were kind of coming out, you know, the Fantastic Fours, the Spidermans, the Thors, the X-Mens. But he's a very, he's a very, he's a product of the 80s though, right? Like he's like Marvel trying to be tough. I mean, that's, that's what the Punisher is. Yeah. Well, I wonder when the first issue of Punisher was. I don't know, man. Let me, let me, let me check that. Let me check it out banter and start introducing art (laughs) yeah so i you know like we've got we've got you know i think when we when we look at this book um, a really important piece of any book when you're going to kind of 1974 amazing spider-man amazing spider-man 129 so it's a response to vietnam right you bring him out but i'm sure he wasn't as over the top, maybe violent as he was. It was in the also 80s, but... the same type of stories they were telling in film in the 1970s when it came to that right. type of cinema. Yeah, like Charles Bronson and, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, def- the, the post Easy Rider uh, era. Right. Right. So I, when we talk about the art with this book, I think that's one of the things where if you're going to do a Punisher book, and you're going to have vehicles and helicopters and guns. You have to have someone who can do that work and who can draw that stuff. And I think that 
you know, the artist on here, both uh, Jason Burroughs and Guillermo Ortega, Ortego, who is his uh, inker, they do a great job. It is it is technical when it needs to be technical. It is gross when it needs to be gross. Um, it's a, can, emotive when it needs to be emotive. Right. Look, if you can draw a guy who just threw up on himself because he skinned uh, somebody <laughs> and you get to draw all of that and you get to make them look as he, he look, he's a really good artist when it comes to drawing people who are horrified. Well, you did it. You did a really uh, that was really well said about the idea of he's tactical when he needs to be tactical, um, you know, as far as technical when he needs to be technical with his art. And yeah, he's uh, uh, horrific when he needs to be horrific. He, he does seem to have a really good sense of what needs to be put on there. And I still think there's a bit of an homage in his style to when Steve Dillon was was doing these with Punisher. Now, yeah. it's a more detailed, expressive Steve Dillon, more like an early preacher steve dillon in the first you know uh half yeah. of the run a little when when he's his most detailed I, but the, I think sh the, the shape I think of the, the heads yeah i think the inking is a is is fairly early that that dillon from that early era right that sort of early preacher sort of the way that the inks are done i think that was done on purpose to like remind people dill uh that ennis has returned here is the the kind of style that you remember him in a little bit yeah and and i think like Look, this is a story that is a whole lot of war story, and it's a lot of people talking. There are lots and lots of panels of people talking, right? And you're right. He is able to show emotion, and although Frank Castle doesn't have many emotions in this, he does get to show the emotions of all these soldiers and what they're seeing and what they're witnessing and what they're looking at and sort of, uh, you know, Valerie's sort of expressions during the whole thing. Um, and And I think he does a a really good job of of showing all of that uh and the coloring is great too yeah the coloring helps uh give some emotions especially like in the flashback scenes and the flashback scenes in the desert like the oranges and stuff that he's doing with all of that it felt me it felt um, kind of sheriff of babylon it that was a very sort of sheriff of babylon like uh tone right they it's kind of like that. how comics has decided to uh wash the middle east when it comes to these war stories in those sandy yeah. colors. I mean, yeah. it makes sense, yeah. but. Right. And I like, I, I think the art was great. I think it's a, I think I like sort of the um, expressionless Punisher that we're rocking here. The sort of stone faced uh, super square jawed Punisher that we've got going on. Um, extra beefy everywhere. Right. Like mm -hmm. he's not like overly, I mean, he's muscular, but he's like a, you know, a wide stature Punisher. Uh, there's like one panel where the, like some of these covers are really great too. Oh on, yeah, the covers, here. the mono. Some of those covers are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to like Travis, so who, what is your overall take on this book? I think we've agreed the art's good. The story is Ennis, so Ennis knows what he's doing. Yeah, um, I, I found myself. A, um, I was uh, about an issue and a half in when I said, let's do this book, hoping that it was going to continue. I didn't know what it was going to do. I knew there were yeah. some things I was kind of rubbing me the wrong way a little bit in there. Uh, but it, it's interesting. I think this is, uh, it'll be tough to, I don't know who I'd recommend this to, but it is, it, it, it's a good time as an American to look at this character, if you're a comic book fan. And I think this is a good representation of what is fun about the Punisher stories. And also what is a little bit, 
what, yeah. like, uh, you know, about the Punisher. I think this, this is someone, you're, you have a writer here who writes these violent stories, but is also very, I, I, I don't know, Ennis, you know, he writes cowboy characters and, and war stories, but he's also Irish. Uh, and there is a sense of, he's not, a, I wouldn't consider him a right-wing writer. I think he is a man of the people with a very old-school take on masculinity. Um, I, I, I think he's like Irish. That's a very Irish thing, is to be very tough, but at the same time to be very um, uh, progressive when it comes to classes and systems yeah. of power. And I think that comes through here I, I like this character. So overall, I think this is a strong Punisher story. Um, does it make me want to go and read old Punisher? No. Uh, maybe it makes me want to go back and look at some maybe more of Ennis's run on Punisher. Yeah, I'd, I've, I never read Punisher Max. So this makes me go like, oh, maybe I'd want to go back and read Punisher Max and check that out and, and see what I think about it. Um, but I, I think you're right. I mean, this is, this is one of those things, like when you read one of these Punisher stories, you're, I, those are those things you're going to go like, Oh, I don't know that I, I don't know that I like that aspect of it. I don't like how it's been co-opted. I don't like how it's become a symbol for something. Um, but at the same time, like you can tell an interesting and sort of, um, you can tell a story that maybe you couldn't do with any other Marvel character. Right. Cause yeah. I think. I think that's the I think that's part of the draw of Punisher is like you're not you can't tell this story with Spider-Man. You can't tell this story with, you know, an Avenger like maybe you could tell something similar with Captain America, but it mm -hmm. can't be real. Right. Mm -hmm. There isn't like a Captain America. So like, look, you could tell a, a story of like Cap and World War Two. That would be horrific. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's not the character. So the like you'd have the outcome would have to be different for that. Um, but I don't know who I would give this to either. Like, I think if you're a comic book fan, if you, if you like the, if, if you're interested, if you like Garth Ennis, this is, this is your book, right? You like those war stories that Garth Ennis does. This is a good place to look, it's, it's but you probably already read it. It's important to know that this is a like 2020 book. So it is a recent Marvel yeah. run. And, I haven't been reading a lot of recent Marvel, uh, more recent image stuff. And I think this is, this is like a good, like, Hey, what's Marvel doing lately? That's any good. I think this yeah. could be, if someone's like, Hey, what's Marvel doing now? I'd be like, well, you should check out this. It's not, it's not that old, but it's maybe like a year old. The, this, the Ennis did a run on Punisher. You might like this, uh, but I wouldn't give it to like a, 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 a non Marvel comics fan or uh, a non-Punisher fan. I wouldn't, this is yeah. not like, this is not a gateway comic by any means. No. And in, in fact, like if you're just, if you're looking for a Punisher story, it's not really a Punisher story either. Right. Like it spends an awful lot of time with another character. Yeah. I would be wary you know. to um, actually give, recommend this to someone who I didn't know who might read it with a different take and then make assumptions about me. Right. They're like, Oh, Travis, you like the Punisher, man. Yeah. Especially like the Punisher in this story. <laughs> yeah uh but but yeah you know I, I i think this is one of those things look i'm glad it's one that we haven't talked about it's it's like a character that we have i mean we talked a little bit about the tv show and the tv show was out but we didn't really spend some time you know it with with the comic book version of punisher so i'm, I'm glad we got to kind of talk about it um i'll be interested to see like 
this is something that'll probably roll around in my head as we read other stuff mm-hmm. and I'll go, huh? Is it, I think best? it's, I think it's, it- I think this is now going to be, this is a watershed moment where we're like, this is, Oh, this, this character in this book reminds me of the Punisher. I think we were using dread a lot and now <laughs> yeah, we have maybe. the yeah. dread and Punisher to, 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 right. Uh, right. We'll be, we'll be able to, we'll be able to run that through these that. machine so, type characters as you so ac- accurately put. So as we, as we wrap this up, Travis, favorite panel, we got to do it. It's just cause we got, we got nothing really, nothing really struck to me. I am going to cheat. I haven't done it in a while. I am going to use a splash page. Uh, I am going to use the splash page. I'm not going to tell you what's involved with it in case I don't think we spoiled this too much, but there is a propeller in a gruesome splash page, uh, that I didn't see coming. Oftentimes I can see violence like that coming a panel or two beforehand. I didn't see that. It has a huge effect on the outcome of the story. I didn't expect that to happen with that character. And um, that splash page is really nice and gruesome and unexpected. Very Ennis. It, it was very Ennis. I think that that was a good one. I really I really enjoyed the episode where they're in, they're fighting in, in Afghanistan and you can see like all of the, the, the battle that goes there. And there's one simple panel where... Uh, uh, where he gets shot where um where valerie gets shot and it's a a silhouette panel it's like mm-hmm. the only panel like it in the entire mm-hmm. book and it's like he gets shot um he's the only one who survived right uh out of all of his men are dead around him and they shoot him and you're like oh wow and that one panel is so different than everything else in the book it's that 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 tan wash background and then just red silhouette of him being shot um, by a boy, right? By a young by a young boy who shoots him. And then after that is an incredibly gruesome panel where he wakes up and in front of him are all of his buddies like skinned alive. Uh, so very gross. Yeah, <laughs> like that panel stood out to me as like, well, that's a different. That's something that he didn't do at all. Like that's not something I saw in the rest of the book. So. Um, I kind of enjoy when you when an artist does something different, mm-hmm. right? And they throw just some some interesting panel in there. So before we wrap up, before we before we exit out of here, Travis, I would like what else you've been reading, man? What do you what do you been what have you been looking at? What have you um, been checking out? Well, I actually have been reading a couple of things. Uh, uh, let me pull up my Kindle here. I, I read you, that you were reading. You said you were reading. You just wrapped up the boys. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, that was a while ago. I read the Way of X, that new uh, X Men uh, coming off that you know Krakoa story. This is where yeah. Nightcrawler kind of takes on that the role of trying to create a mutant religion. Uh, and yeah. there's this interesting villain called the the Patch Patchwork Man, I believe, which is kind of like the Sugar Man. But there's something about when these mutants are get, getting resurrected because these now these not, it's kind of cool. Nightcrawler has this problem because these mutants just be brought back, so now they're just sacrificing yeah. themselves for stupid reasons, right? And they can, and Nightcrawler's like, I'm not okay with this. Like life is cheap, and like we need to to do something. So uh, Nightcrawler isn't a character that has been that compelling to me outside his design. And I uh-huh. found that this is the most compelling he's been. Um, All right. I read um, the Chip Zdarsky Spider Man's uh, Shadow. Not very great. Uh, I read. Um, uh, 
the the Joker. Um, two of those issues on on the Joker, where it's that uh, take where like it's a lot of Jim Gordon kind of coming in. Yeah. The recent ones, uh, I read uh, and interviewed on a different podcast. Uh, the writer of Maniac of New York. Those first three issues are out. It's kind of like um, uh, if the character of Jason was just like something you had to deal with in a daily basis. This guy used to write, <laughs> this guy used to write for the daily show and uh, mystery science theater. And he oh. has this, this, uh, comic. So it, it, it's got some good stuff in it. So yeah, I've been picking up some, and then I've been reading some, some single issues of some things we're going to talk about later. Cause we're actually going to do them later this summer as we're kind of creating our list that we'll, we'll talk about. We got some things in the work and uh, works and we have a variant, coming up in a few episodes where we'll reveal what we're doing and, and kind yeah, of like yeah. our, our summer uh, event as we like to so last summer last, event last year we did yeah. a marvelous summer. Marvelous so we, we're working on a new event. Kind of love events. Yeah. So, so for me, I've been, uh, you know, we read animal man a while ago, right? Mm -hmm. We read the first volume of, we read animal man, the original volume uh, by um, dang it. Why well, can't I remember who wrote, it's not. It's Garth Ennis. Oh, who's the other guy? Well, Lemire was the newer one who no, wrote Animal the Man. Newer yeah. one, oh, uh, the uh, uh, not Morrison. Morrison? Yeah, Morrison. Morrison. So Grant Morrison. I read those first two. I read the first two volumes when we did uh, when we did the book. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? I want to go back and read some more. So I am on the final volume, which takes me from reading Animal Man from 1988 to 1995 through it's a handful final. of. No, for a for a handful of through a handful of writers and really seeing this it literally takes that grant morrison story and spreads it out and takes it on a journey it doesn't end and get started over and chopped up over and over a bunch of different ways it really ends up being this sort of long continuous arc from like 95 or from 88 to 95 so i'm reading that i'm reading some old howard the duck uh that's like oh. what i've but expensive old, books, expensive collections. Uh, I found one on sale on Comixology. Uh -huh. So I'm like, oh, this one was cheap on Comixology. I'll, I'll read this one. So I'm reading some old Howard the Duck. Black and white, right? Uh, yeah, black and white. Um, and then what's really weird is I read some Godzilla because that Godzilla versus Kong came mm -hmm. out and like uh, Comixology to sale. And I'm like, oh, I'll read some dumb IDW Godzilla books. Why not? Right. For like $2.99 for a trade. Yeah, you got me. Any so good? I read a couple of those. Eh, it was all right. Yeah. Like just bubblegum. Yeah. Right. Like what is I mean, that's what it is. It's a monster. It's a monster movie. Have you been keeping up with Kaiju Max? No, I have not. I had I, I haven't uh, I haven't checked that one. So um, the the uh i only read the first three volumes i think and then i kind of fell off and, and there was a while where we weren't reading anything new right yeah. like for the show and so i just was reading a bunch of old stuff so and i guess i am still reading a bunch of old stuff i'm reading you know old animal man and old yeah uh, i've been the opposite i've been reading stuff. some new stuff wow it was good uh, we found yeah, each other yeah we did. We did. Um, so, folks, you can find all of the episodes at ComicExposure.com. We've got a link for merch there. You get yourself a sweet tea. Uh, it's going to be think, summertime. I think, Josh, that before summer, because yeah. I want to get these for us, I think I'm going to sit down this weekend and design, does a, does a mall baby love chili fries Jubilee shirt? Please do. I think it's got to be, it's gotta be, the shirt's got to be pink, right? And then you got to have yeah. like the blue glasses or maybe 
maybe like light blue because you gotta have the bubble gum right like maybe the yeah uh, I'll, I'll work on it or it could be yellow uh, oh uh, yellow might work yellow yeah. might work because the jacket that might be perfect yellow with with i want it to look very pink. 80s uh there's yeah. a babies love chili fries uh and as a nice summer uh beach shirt. it should say it should say does a mall baby love comic exposure that's what it should say <laughs> so a... yeah in order to get the reference you have to understand a very very obscure reference and then you have to transmorph that reference into our branding correct which is <laughs> okay. really as niche as the podcast so it works just fine so maybe it should be on the back of the shirt and then the front has that little label uh uh you know comic exposure yeah. Bubbles yeah, yeah, in, sure. a, in a bubble gum. Well, I'll work on it. I'll cook yeah. something up. It'll be good. All right. So, folks, like I said, you can find all the episodes at comicexposure.com. You can find the merch tab there. Find yourself some cool stuff. It's going to be summer. You're going to need a t shirt. You're going to need one. Uh, yes. Then, please get a t shirt. Please get a t shirt. You can, Ooh. you can, uh, you can, you know, subscribe to the podcast on Apple. You can, um, you can follow us on, uh, what's the one? What's it called? Uh, Spotify. You can follow us on Spotify, so you always know when there's an episode out. You can we message us go... through Facebook. Yeah, you can message us through Facebook. Uh, we are the uh, podcast and not the comic book shop that won't ship you your order. So just remember that when you go to do it. That's right. uh, and and uh, you can always, if you want to, if you had a question for us, you want to ask us anything, you can email us uh, comicexposure at don't, gmail.com. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> I'm the. Uh, I'm the Punisher. I'm the Punisher. I'm the Punisher judge of... I'm a white boot Punisher. Demolition. Um, so, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for spending time with us, listening to us talk about comic books, and really just hanging out with us while we get to hang out. So it's always nice. It's nice. Uh, and you know what? Travis and I will see you next trade. Next <laughs> trade.